Greetings OPV112 students. Welcome to the first podcast of your online learning journey. In this session, I will take you through the content of Theme 3, the history of education in South Africa. Some of the resources you can use while listening to this podcast is the Theme 3 slideshow as well as your e-textbook, which is available on ClickUp. Before we begin, I would like to say on behalf of all the OPV 112 lecturers and tutors that we all miss you dearly and we can't wait to see you again someday. Now sit back, relax and enjoy our trip through the history of South African education. Our journey begins long before the arrival of the Dutch settlers and Jan van Riebeek in 1652. As we look into the traditional education practices or indigenous knowledge systems of African communities in Southern Africa. These communities were organized into two groups, hunter-gatherer groups consisting mostly of the sun and sometimes koi, and the pastoralists, which are farmers, who consist mostly out of the koi and the Bantu people. Members of the community took responsibility for the children's learning to ensure that the children became responsible and contributing members to society. It should be noted that there were specific gender roles assigned to both boys and girls from birth. Women were responsible for housekeeping, collecting firewood, cooking and child rearing. Men were responsible for the protection of the community, building and farming or hunting activities. Traditional indigenous schooling consisted of formal and informal education practices. Informal education was marked by oral histories or proverbs and cultural practices like dancing or music. Formal education practices, on the other hand, included initiation ceremonies and apprenticeship systems. The traditional, in, uh, the traditional indigenous education practices of the African people were unfortunately disrupted by the arrival of the Dutch East India Trading Company, which started out as a temporary settlement morphed into a permanent colonial endeavor, which meant that the need for education became apparent. The church took responsibility for education in the Cape, making it religious in nature. Early schools that were established under the DEIC were not racially segregated and Dutch was the medium of instruction. The education system of the DEIC was very unorganized and lacked structure. The Batavian government, or in other words the Netherlands, formalized education when they took over from the DEIC from 1707. The Batavian government, under the guidance of Jacob de Mist, intended to modernize their formal education by separating education from the church and handing over the administration thereof to the state. Education was to instill mor morality, knowledge and skills into learners with no intentions of racial segregation at the time. Qualified teachers were to be brought in from the Netherlands to provide quality education. The Batavian government intended to build a library, museum and agricultural society, but all their intentions fell away when the British took control of the Cape. After the British took over the Cape in 1807, Sir John Craddock introduced three policies regarding education. Firstly, he introduced the notion of, mentor, of monitor schools, which used peer tutoring as a means for academically strong learners to mentor younger learners in school. 
This strategy also resulted in larger class sizes. Secondly, Craddock insisted that Christian principles continue to play a role in education. Lastly, English was to be the medium of instruction in schools as a means to propagate the English language. The British supplied formal schooling to their colony in Natal, which was founded in 1843. Education in Natal um, centered around the Indian laborers who were working on the sugar plantations. Mission schools, who were previously ridiculed by white settlers, flourished under British rule in the Cape in Natal. However, once again, traditional indigenous knowledge systems were undermined as education and mission schools went hand in hand with converting to Christianity, which meant that people had to leave their old way of life and traditions behind. Missionaries spread Christianity through education, thus churches and schools were usually built together. Mission schools and the British alike aimed at providing free and inclusive non-racial education to the Cape and Natal colonies. In 1737, the Protestant Moravians attempted to provide education to the Khoi children, but they were shunned by the white settlers for their actions. This changed under British occupation as the British political authorities collaborated with mission education in the Cape and Natal colonies. The intention of mission schools was to create opportunities for black children that were parallel to those of white children. Examples of people who attended mission schools include Nelson Mandela and Stephen Bantubiko. The white Dutch-speaking burghers which were formerly referred to as settlers, but as soon as they gained their independence from the DEIC, they became burghers, did not like the idea of propagating English as a language and may not have been too keen on the idea of inclusive education with former slaves in the same school. As a result, the burghers moved to the Orange Free State and the Transvaal Republic between 1835 and 1840 by means of the Groot Track or Great Track. The focus of education in the Boer republics was to instill moral and religious integrity along with obedience and respect for authority. A firm belief was also cultivated in Afrikaner cultural identity, which later morphed into Afrikaner nationalism. Most of the education was offered by means of the community and parents, while some included drifting teachers as tutors. Dutch and English were used as mediums of of instruction for subjects like reading, writing, arithmetic, grammar and geography. There was quite disputes within the Republic in terms of who was responsible for education. The Volksraad later established um, an an Education Act that clarified the election of duties for all the parties involved in the schooling system. English was promoted promoted to ensure that the community was bilingual and science and literature was later added as school subjects. The responsibility of education later moved to the state and was no longer controlled by the church. However, in 1871, the Netherlands attempted um, to modernize the curriculum by removing religious instruction from education. The Boer republics resisted the modernization due to the lack of religious instruction in the curriculum. 
After a short period of British colonialism during 1884 in the Transvaal, Afrikaner nationalism was stirred in retaliation to the threat British rule posed to the Afrikaans language. Education was once again closely linked to the church and the parents in the communities. The period between 1902 and 1948 was characterized by the defeat of the Boer republics. The creation of the Union of South Africa in 1910, industrialization of gold mines, the First and Second World Wars, the creation of the ANC black political activism, and then also the legal entrenchment of racism and the rise of Afrikaner nationalism. During the South African War, which began in 1899 and ended in 1902, um, the British resorted to using concentration camps as a means to win the war. Former teachers attempted to preserve and build a system of education based on Christian religion and national spirit. British schooling was provided in the camps in the hopes of anglicizing Boer children. Christian national education schools were established which held strong racially segregated ideologies along with Calvinist religious views. Nationalism, religion and education were regarded as one entity and Christian nationalist education later became a tool for political propaganda. The Education Act of 1907 passed by British rule resulted in the racial segregation of schools. Dutch being included as a medium of instruction, compulsory education for white children and mother tongue instruction for learners in early grades were also established. After the Union of South Africa was created in 1910, the curriculum for black learners was adapted according to the needs of the labor market, resulting in a substantial difference in quality between the curriculum for white learners and the curriculum for black learners. The reform of black learning conditions later formed the basis for Bantu education, which was implemented during apartheid. Thus, Throughout the different historical periods, Christian national education evolved and changed into Bantu education during National Party rule. Education during the period of 1948 to 1994 was built on the ideology of separate development and segregation along the lines of culture and race. Majority of the budget was spent on education of white learners, leaving black learners at a gross disadvantage. Under the National Education Policy Act of 1967, education was to be controlled by the state. The medium of instruction was to be either English or Afrikaans. Education would also have a religious nature. All resources would be provided by the state free of charge and school boards and parents associations would be established. The Bantu curriculum for black learners proposed by the Bantu Education Act of 1953 was that in lower primary school for the first four years of African learners education, the medium of instruction was to be in their mother tongue. They would learn how to read, write and do maths during this time as well. In higher primary school from grade five onwards, um, English and Afrikaans were also included as subjects. 
the Bantu Education Act had a devastating effect on African education. Funding for mission schools ceased because these schools were seen as undermining apartheid. White teachers were taken out of African schools and the curriculum in comparison to white schools was highly watered down to mere basics in terms of content and depth. There was a huge drop in standards and drastically overcrowded schools. Resistance to Bantu education started almost immediately and resistance to the education for black learners took many forms. In May 1954, the ANC launched the Resist Apartheid campaign and education was one of the six points addressed in the campaign. In 1974, the Afrikaans Medium Decree was passed, which outlined that certain subjects at secondary school level like arithmetic, mathematics and social sciences had to be taught in Afrikaans. This was the catalyst to the revolutionary 1976 Soweto uprisings, when thousands of school learners had a mass demonstration through the streets of Soweto, protesting the language policy, the apartheid regime and the national party in a whole. This march ended in the brutal shooting of students and the killing of Hector Peterson. The education in this period was separated and segregated along racial, lingual and cultural lines. Lingual means language. The biggest res resistance to Bantu education came when the Freedom Charter was introduced in Cliptown on 26 June 1955. The underlying conceptual framework of the Freedom Charter laid the foundation for educational policies in post-1994 South Africa. Dear students, this concludes our podcast for Theme 3. Please ensure that you read all the supporting material provided on ClickUp and do the multiple choice quiz for 10 marks on Theme 3. The quiz opens on Friday 24 April and closes on 29 April. Study the work for Theme 3 contained in the electronic textbook, this podcast and the PowerPoint. Study all the relevant work before you attempt the quiz as you only have one attempt and 30 minutes in which to do so. Please don't hesitate to ask for assistance if you need any. Stay safe and thank you for listening.